Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, our study of 1 Corinthians chapter 15 is put on hold for a week as Pastor Harris delves deeper into the uses of the word gospel as found in many other Bible passages. Please listen to Pastor Jim as he teaches us today's portion of this week's message entitled, Good News for Everyone. We already saw that the gospel was preached to Abraham way before Israel, way before Moses. Salvation is through faith, as we learn through Abraham, and it also connects through King David. Remember that phrase, according to the Scriptures? It's all one theme that flows through all of it. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 8, Remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead. Going right back to the gospel, right? And then interesting the way he describes it. Descendant of David, according to my gospel. Paul says that because my gospel, as he puts it, his gospel is connected all the way through the Scriptures, all the way back to the very beginning. And so far we've only gone back to Abraham. The first hint of it, is in the garden in Genesis chapter 3, right after the fall. And then there is the final use of the word gospel in the Bible. And this one has the perfect adjective attached to it. It's Revelation chapter 14, verse 6. We studied Revelation on Wednesday nights a couple of years ago. Great, great thing to put in context, and I can't take the time to do all that, but very near the end of the Great Tribulation, not very long before Jesus returns, Revelation 14, 6, John writes, and I saw another angel flying in the mid-heaven, having an eternal gospel to preach to those who live on the earth and to every nation and tribe and tongue and people. Listen, this is one eternal gospel. This is the plan of God from eternity past until the new heaven and the new earth. It was unfolded progressively, incrementally to where now we have the fullness of it, understanding the mystery of Jew and Gentile together. One gospel, one way of salvation, the same way for, what does it say there? Every nation and tribe and tongue and people of all time. Now, I would point out to you, um, you'll notice if you're looking at the, the screen as I put the verse up there, uh, it's having an eternal gospel, and I put the word an in brackets. There is no such thing as the indefinite article in New Testament Greek. Sometimes we have to put it in in English to make sense. But um, I don't think we should insert it at this point. It is actually having gospel eternal to preach to those who live. It's the gospel, the eternal gospel. That's what makes it 
specific, the gospel, the eternal one. Now, it's all people, nations, tribes, tongues, and peoples. The prototype of all believers, well, that's Abraham, whose testimony in Genesis 15, 6 is the simplest statement of all time, and it uh, echoes through every generation. He believed in the Lord, and he reckoned it to him as righteousness. Now, understand, Abraham had not heard of the death and resurrection of the Lord Jesus. He lived over a millennium before Jesus, but he believed everything the Lord said up to his time, including the promise that he had given to him of a Savior for the whole world. He believed that, and Abraham was saved. His obedience, even to the, to the point of being willing to sacrifice his son Isaac, his obedience fulfilled the statement, fleshed out the statement that he believed God and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. Later, after Abraham, after Moses, after the giving of the law, those who believed in the Lord, like Father Abraham, they showed their obedience by offering all those sacrifices that were prescribed in the law of Moses. And all of those sacrifices were pictures that pointed eventually to Jesus Christ. Never was anyone saved, spared from the wrath of God, by offering sacrifices of bulls and goats. Now, they offered countless thousands of them, but they were saved by acting in faith as they obeyed the laws of sacrifice. You can go read about Cain and Abel. The difference was not one offered a sacrifice and one didn't. It's one did it in faith, believing what God had said. The other one was going it on his own. So, Romans chapter 3, verse 20. Because by the works of the law... No flesh will be justified in his sight. For through the law comes the knowledge of sin. All of those laws, all of those sacrifices was to make the point indelibly and permanently, you're a sinner. You can't fix it. Last week's sacrifice, you've got to repeat it this week because you're, you're still a sinner. Now, look what the Apostle Paul said. He wrote Romans 3.20, but look what he said in person to the Jews in a place called Pisidian Antioch, the second of two cities called Antioch in Acts. This was during his first missionary journey. And he says to them, Therefore, let it be known to you, brethren, that through him, the Son, referring back to the Son, Forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you, and through Him, everyone who believes is freed from all things from which you could not be freed through the law of Moses. Why is the gospel such good news? Because it's the only way you're set free from the power of sin. It's the only way you're set free from the penalty of sin. You see the reasoning? Through the law, 
including all those sacrifices for all those varieties of sin. Through the law comes the knowledge of sin. And when you repeat the sacrifices over and over, you reinforce the point day in and day out. And yet, not one of those sacrifices prescribed by the law of Moses ever truly set anyone free from sin. It showed them that faith in God would one day bring the sacrifice. Uh, I'm sorry, it showed faith. Their sacrifices showed faith that God would one day bring the sacrifice which really does set you free. If salvation had ever been accomplished for anyone by sacrifices under the law of Moses, then Paul was contradicting God. Because God says, no, no, it's not through bulls and goats. It's through my son. He said it again, writing back to the same people that he preached to during his, uh, his first trip, Galatians 2. Paul had gone to Galatia. He'd preached the gospel. Many Gentiles had believed. The Judaizers had come along and said, okay, Paul's gospel stuff, that's good, but you also have to keep some sacrifices. You also have to keep some feasts. You also have to do some of these other, <coughs> other um, uh, things that are connected with the law. So Paul writes back to them in Galatians chapter 2, verse 16. Nevertheless, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but through faith in Christ Jesus, even we have believed in Christ Jesus, so that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law, since by the works of the law no flesh will be justified. Now, the fullest and most concise statement of the good news, the gospel, it's tied to the finished work of the Savior to whom all of those previous sacrifices pointed. It's tied to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We saw it on Sunday in 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 11. Everything that was promised in the Scriptures of the Old Testament is fulfilled in Jesus Christ. The good news has always been the promise of salvation as a gift from God. It's tied to the resurrection. That's why it kicks off the resurrection chapter. You know the words probably by heart by now if you didn't already. 1 Corinthians 15, 3 and 4. For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. His death of Christ, it was all portrayed, all predicted in the Scriptures. And that He was buried, and that He was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures. Go back again to Abraham. Abraham had very little of the Scriptures. He didn't have anything that had been written down of the Scriptures yet. God may have given him things that we're not aware of, but he believed what he had. He believed all the promises that had been given to him to that point. Then Moses and those who followed in the Old Testament era, they believed those promises of a Savior, and in faith they demonstrated by offering the the prescribed sacrifices that they were trusting God to provide what they needed. You could offer the sacrifices just as a ritual. You could do it without faith, and it wouldn't do you any good. But when you offered by faith, 
it was credited to you as righteousness, just like it was to Abraham. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.